And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Matt Murphy, this is Red Eye Radio. Red Eye Radio, Matt Murphy in for Gary and Eric. Pleased to be here and thank you for being here as well. 866-90-RED-EYE. If you desire to opine on the issues of the day, 866-907-3339. We've plenty to do and we'll get right into it with what I consider to be the number one issue, at least on the domestic side of things, affecting us today. Before I get into that, I remind you that you can hear me regularly Monday through Friday from noon until 3 on Supertalk 99.7 WTN. We originate out of Nashville, Tennessee, and I appreciate any of you giving me a follow on social media or looking us up online, 99.7WTN.com. That's 99.7WTN.com. You can give me a follow on social media. I'm primarily over on X. That is at Matt Murphy Show, at M-A-T-T-M-U-R-P-H-Y-S-H-O-W. What is or what ought to be the number one issue on every mainstream media newscast leading every newscast on a daily basis? Now, I could make a case with a a couple of foreign policy engaged stories, but what more affects the United States of American citizenry than any other storyline nationally in 2023? It does not lead every newscast, but it should. It's the issue of border security. Simply put, and most of you already figured it out. Our national security and our national sovereignty is now at risk more so than ever before because of Joe Biden's insistence that he not deal with border security. Now, what the Biden administration chooses to do is to conflate two related issues, but are they're not the same thing, and that's border security and immigration policy. Listen to chief propagandist of the Biden administration, Karine Jean-Pierre, as she appears on the Today Show attempting to spin the president's 
policy initiative on the southern border. Where does immigration fall on President Biden's to-do list? Wow. He's thinking about a second yes. term. Yes. He doesn't have a Congress on his side for no. this. Where does it fall in terms of a second term? It is a priority. We know that as it relates to the border security specifically, it is a priority for Americans. That's why, let's not forget, on day one of this president's administration, the first legislation that he put forth to Congress was on immigration reform, a comprehensive immigration reform. So it's about three years, and we have not seen any action on that. Right. And we want to work with Congress on that. And so right now there is, as you all have reported, there's this bipartisan, hopefully a bipartisan agreement that we will get to to deal with border security because it's so important. When Congress comes back, we hope Congress takes action on that. But the president is taking this very, very seriously. Okay, so she's saying two different things there, and it's difficult to even get through because of all of the nonsense spewing out of Karine Jean-Pierre's mouth. But let's tackle this. At first, she talks about immigration policy, and then she talks about border security as if they were the same thing. They're not the same thing. We currently have more illegal aliens pouring across our southern border than in any recorded time in American history. Illegal immigration at the southern border ticked up again in November, continuing the Department of Homeland Security's string of disastrous months. And fueling even more calls for the removal of Alejandro Mayorkas as the Homeland Security Secretary. There was a movement in November to try to remove him. And it was squashed because eight Republicans did not have the wherewithal to vote in favor of impeachment and ultimate removal. If impeachment was a success in the halls of Congress. Border Patrol agent. Let me just give you some of that because I want to get back to this Karine Jean-Pierre clip. It's important to understand when you're arguing with Democrats or idiots, but I repeat myself. The difference between border security and immigration policy, they intentionally conflate the two so as to confuse the issue. And there should be no confusion of the issue. It is the number one job of the president of the United States of America, any president of the United States, to protect the American citizens that he swears to protect through his oath to the Constitution and by extension to the American people. And Joe Biden has failed at every turn. He rolled back. He rolled, I should say, border. I almost fell into the trap that they've laid. He rolled back border security policy initiated by the Trump administration to prevent the type of flood of illegal alien activity that we're currently seeing. And he doesn't seem to care. Why? Why is it that Democrats are so intentionally ignorant of the significant security concerns that are involved in the southern border? I sadly would relate to you that it's as simple as votes. It's votes. They need to bring in, and these will not be votes in this election cycle necessarily, or even an election cycle that would benefit or affect the outcome of the current presidency. But they certainly believe that they have to bring in block votes that will benefit them down the road. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find 
great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I've long said on my radio show in Nashville that their calculus is roughly seven to seven and a half to ten. What does that mean? The Democrats believe that for every ten illegal aliens that they bring into the United States of America, if those ten are absorbed into the fabric of this country and eventually secure voting rights through Democrat-initiated policy changes and reversals, For every 10 that secure voting rights, seven to seven and a half of them will vote Democrat. And that means a Democrat president for the rest of our lifetimes. If they get that outcome and they believe they can. By conflating the ideas of border security with immigration policy, let's do border security first. Border Patrol agents nabbed more than 191,000 illegal immigrants in the southwest Customs and Border Protection officers encountered 51,000 other unauthorized immigrants who showed up demanding entry. Arrests in October totaled 188,778. We're seeing millions upon millions of illegal aliens utilizing what is now a well-known, quote, loophole within the law that precludes current Border Patrol agents from doing anything about their entry into the United States of America. To put it simply, they don't have to enter illegally anymore. Now, they do, and they are, especially the bad guys. All they need do is to find. They seek them out. They, I've talked to these Border Patrol agents. They seek out Border Patrol agents and claim asylum. They've learned the language of the left that it will allow them entry into the United States. They receive paperwork. They make some promises to return and to go before a judge, promises they never intend on keeping. And then they are actively moved around the country to avoid the unfortunate and negative optics of seeing tens of thousands of individuals flooding the zone on the southern border. And the taxpayers are footing the bill you and i pay you and i pay to send illegal aliens to various parts of the united states of america individuals that should not be here in the first place now 
when Corinne Jean-Pierre, and by extension, others within the Biden administration, Joe Biden, he doesn't know his butt from a hole in the ground, so I don't pretend that he understands the dynamics of the political policy that's being presented in his, his name. But that said, they intentionally confuse immigration policy and border security because they cannot defend their lack of border security. And so they lean on, well, we've been trying to change immigration policy. What, what does immigration policy have to do with any of this? We have to have a secure border in order to remain a sovereign nation. Otherwise, we abdicate our sovereignty. I mean, we do. If anyone is allowed in that says the word political asylum, then everyone's allowed in. And if everyone is allowed in, we cease to have any immigration policy whatsoever. So by the very nature of their lack of enforcement of our southern border, they are negating any immigration policy at all. Much less any changes that they suggest they want to make. And oh, they harp about the fact that they got Congress to pass, to authorize at least millions of dollars in border security funding, but the Republicans stopped them. That money was to go to process individuals who were coming into this country and claiming asylum. Now, maybe that's good for Democrats. Maybe it's good to win elections. It's not good for the United States of America. And everything about our immigration policy on our southern border should be about benefiting the United States first. There's nothing wrong with saying that, folks. It's not xenophobic to suggest that when it comes to immigration policy, we should first consider how it's going to benefit or negatively impact the United States. There's nothing wrong with saying that. But in liberal land, that equates to xenophobia. Suggesting that along with these workers that want to make a better life for themselves, and I'm sure there's plenty of them, there are also bad actors to suggest that that is somehow xenophobic or racist. To tell you that there are drug smugglers, real. There are human smugglers, real. There are members of Mexican drug cartels and gangs, real. There are other nationals from other foreign countries of a terrorist nature, real, coming across our southern border. To even say these things is xenophobic and racist, according to the political left. So anytime you hear an answer on the part of Corinne Jean-Pierre and others with regard to where they are on the issue of immigration, it's always couched in that way. They will intentionally talk about, well, we've tried to get immigration policy changed from day one. Yeah, they want to change policies to allow more and more and more individuals to come into the country legally, which I would suggest would be bad for America as well. I'm not against a reasonable and even robust immigration policy that would allow individuals to legally come into the United States so long as it benefits our country. And so long as we put our people first before we allow others here. But none of that has anything to do with the poorest nature of the southern border. Something that Republicans now say will come back in the form of an impeachment process against Alejandro Mayorkas. And not a moment too soon. Overdue, as a matter of fact. 
866-90-RED-EYE, 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Matt Murphy in for Gary and Eric on Red Eye Radio. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says El Nino will be the predominant weather pattern this winter, meaning warm, dry conditions in the nation's northern tier and cloudy and wet in the southern half of the country. What might this look and feel like? USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says an indication can be found in the last time El Nino was fully established in the winter season. Going all the way back to 2018-19. He adds there was a near nationwide wet pattern going into the spring of 2019. We dipped to a record low drought coverage, just over 2% of the country in drought in the spring of 2019. We also saw extensive flooding in all three of the major river basins, the Mississippi, the Ohio, and the Missouri. One difference between this coming winter and the winter of five years ago, more drought area is noted going into the 2023-24 winter season. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Murphy in for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It is Red Eye Radio. Thank you for being a part of today. 866-90-RED-EYE if you desire. 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, never you fear about the state of American affairs domestically. You know, I, I painted a pretty grim picture last segment regarding immigration and border security and the desire on the part of the Republican Party to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, which they are they have every right in the world to do. I don't think it will come to anything because obviously an impeachment is a charge and that happens in the House and you have to convict in the Senate. And I don't believe that will occur regardless of the necessity to get a new Homeland Security director in there. But never you fear if you're if you're worried that all of this illegal immigration and everything else involving the Biden administration is causing somewhat of a economic strain on the country. If you're worried about the outlook on the economy, never you fear. This guy right here, who is the leader of the free world, he says everything is A-OK. About the economy, sir, what's your outlook on the economy next year? All good. Take a look. Start reporting it the right way. You hear what he said there? I'll play it for you again. I know it was difficult to hear because uh, Marine One is in the background. Uh, Joe taking a few questions before he goes off to another, what, three, four, eight, ten, twelve day vacation, whatever it is. Been on vacation, in my opinion, since 2021, January, I've said same. But no, Joe says, and answering the question, what's your outlook on the economy? It, it's all, about the economy, sir. What's yeah. your outlook on the economy? What's the year? 2020. All good. Take a look. Start reporting it the right way. So his answer is to demand of the mainstream media they they stop telling you the truth and start reporting it, not the truthful way, the right way. In Joe Biden's opinion, the right way is to lie to the American people. But one of the things the Democrats have not been able to do is lie their way into making the American people believe that when they walk into the grocery store, they're paying less than they did Three or four years ago, when they walk into a uh, when they walk onto a lot to buy an automobile, that they're paying as much or less 
than they were three or four years ago. When they buy anything of any value, I mean, almost everything of value is up in price thanks to Joe Biden and his inflationary policies that led to where we are economically today. And they tried to, believe it or not, and it was disastrous. Any reasonable media would note it so. And I think history will make this point. It was an absolute political disaster to try to own this economy. And they tried to do that. Did you notice? Bidenomics, anyone? So they recognized that it was a politically untenable situation to suggest that all of this in 2023 is the fault and into 2024 is the fault of Donald Trump. We know better. They can't continue to blame the Trump years for what's happening in 2023. And they can't continue to blame COVID. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. So instead of trying to figure out where their policies have gone so wrong, they decided to just lie their way out of it. And that, in and of itself, invented the concept of Bidenomics. I'm telling you, all of this happened in some political boardroom. I can envision it as if I were there. And there's some guy in the corner named Smoot, and he's he's a bureaucratic underling trying to make a name for himself. Uh, excuse me, sir. Yes, Smoot. What do you got? Why don't we take ownership of this thing and, I don't know, call it Bidenomics. It worked for Obama and Obamacare. I guarantee you it was said. I guarantee you. Well, they were calling it Obamacare, and they were trying to make it a negative. And this economy is negative, so if we call it Bidenomics and say that it's positive, maybe th- people will think it's a positive thing. Here's a big difference. It didn't work. It didn't work because we go to the grocery store. We see how much things cost. We see what our savings accounts look like. We look at our 401ks. We see how much less they are valued than they were, I don't know, two, three, four years ago. We understand the disastrous impact of Democrat policies on American energy sectors and on other manufacturing sectors. We understand that we're paying more. You can't lie your way out of that to the American people. Try as they might. And so they have given up politically on Bidenomics because it was never a thing to begin with. Unless you're referring to the disastrous economic policies of the Biden administration. This is Matt Murphy on Red Eye Radio. Red Eye Radio, from the Uniden America Studios. Now, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Matt Murphy. It is Matt Murphy. It is Red Eye Radio. Thank you to Gary. Thank you to Eric for giving me an opportunity to spend some time with all of you folks. I so appreciate it. I'll be back tomorrow uh, for another edition of Red Eye Radio. Just note that. And you can also find me on social media at Matt Murphy Show. At Matt Murphy Show. That's on the X Machine It is also Matt Murphy on Facebook, and I'm at a variety of other places. You can find me at 997WTN.com. That's the big place. Emanating from Nashville, Tennessee, and normally my normal slot from noon until 3 on Supertalk 997WTN. It is a a pleasure, an honor, and a privilege uh, to fill in for Gary and Eric as they spend 
uh, some much-deserved time with family and friends over the holiday season. We live in a world where we live in a world, political, sure, but we live in a world where leftists in mainstream media want to convince you that Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, is a bad father, somehow, and that Joe Biden is a good one. That's the world we live in. Allow me to explain. Last week, and it might have been missed by many of you, as we've all been spending time with family over the holiday season, a lot of times stories like this get missed during the holidays, but I... I'm elephantine in as much as I don't forget, and I, I also gather these things as best I can. There was a story that was presented by ABC News. It was in article format. I don't know if it made its way to television. The article on abcnews.com was entitled, Speaker Mike Johnson and daughter were profiled attending Purity Ball in 2015 German television news segment. The unearthed segment is the latest example of Johnson's deeply held views. Well, well, ABC, what, what kind of views? Uh, I'm sorry, what do you mean his deeply, why are you being so obtuse? You mean his religious beliefs? Well, why not just say so? Let's dive a little deeper, shall we? Now, by the way, this is not a testimony in favor or against Mike Johnson as Speaker of the House. I think the jury's still out on Mike Johnson. Seems like a nice enough guy. Seems like a good guy for these times. And I've always said, I said from the moment that he was elected Speaker, you're going to have to give him three months grace because he's been put in a very, very bad situation. He's going to have to make bad decisions in the short term, to get to good decisions in the long term. To wit, he allowed this National Defense Authorization Act to move through the House of Representatives, something that I think is awful for the United States, not because I don't support our military, because I believe one of the greatest threats that this country faces is our $34 trillion in debt. But I digress. Back to the article. Years before, Mike Johnson would ascend to number two in the presidential line of secession, A German television news outlet profiled the future Speaker of the House and his then teenage daughter. This looks like a wedding. I guess I should speak in a German accent because it was a German report. This looks like the wedding, a news reporter says in German. In a 2015 television news segment that was unearthed by ABC News. Boy, oh boy, they're doing God's work over there, aren't they? Sleuthing and diving deep. To try to do a hit piece on Mike Johnson. And that, by the way, that's what this was about. This was an effort to do a hit piece on the new Speaker of the House. And this is what they came up with. Just wait for it. You, you won't believe it. This looks like a wedding, the news reporter says in German. But they are not bride and groom. They are father and daughter. Referring to Johnson and his then 13-year-old daughter, Hannah. The German news segment documented Johnson and his family preparing for and then attending a purity bowl. And now I'm reading for a, from ABC News. So understand, this is not Matt Murphy talking. This is ABC News talking. A purity bowl, a controversial formal dance event popular among some Christian conservatives that gained notoriety in the early 2000s at a typical event. Fathers and emphasis on 
uh, emphasis mine, at a typical event. Fathers and their teenage daughters dress in formal ball attire for a night that involves dinner and dancing and culminates with the daughter signing a pledge to her father to abstain from dating and remain sexually abstinent until marriage. The news segment examines purity balls and the general purity movement amongst conservative Christians through the lens of the Johnson family. It features clips of Johnson and his daughter at the ball with numerous other father-daughter pairs and shows Johnson's daughter vowing to him to live a life of purity as well as signing a pledge. The article then goes on to say that Johnson, his wife Kelly, and his daughter participated in interviews for the segment. The news segment also, also featured interviews with Johnson's daughter, who's now in her 20s, and shows her at the Purity Ball pledging to her father to make a commitment to God, myself, and my family, my friends, my future husband, and my future children. Lifetime of purity, including sexual purity. Now, why do I bring all of this up? The mainstream media is anti-wholesome values, it seems. And they want us to live in a world where they tell you that somehow the insinuation is that Mike Johnson is a bad or at very least weird father and that Joe Biden is a perfectly acceptable father figure. I mean, after all, he did such a great job with Hunter, didn't he? I mean, Hunter turned out great. Hookers and cocaine and the like. For the love, what is wrong with the mainstream left? That they would vilify a father for wanting these things for his daughter. That they would turn Mike Johnson somehow into a weirdo for formalizing an agreement with his daughter that she will do her best to live a life of virtue and protect those things that are virtuous in her life. Like her virginity. What's so wrong with that? Meanwhile, the same ABC News that, you know, they don't say it, but they insinuate that there's something, well, they call it controversial. What's so controversial about being a Christian? That's what they're discussing. They're discussing an openly Christian lifestyle in which we have certain expectations of our family members and that we express those expectations publicly without shame, with dignity and respect for our values and our core beliefs. And they somehow turn that into controversial on the part of ABC News, this same organization that normalizes the behavior of someone like Hunter Biden by excusing it all. Well, he was addicted to drugs. Well, so that just gives him carte blanche. You see the different ways that the mainstream media presents two very, very different stories. On the one hand, nothing that Hunter Biden ever does is his fault, because after all, he was under the influence of drugs and alcohol he was an addict he was powerless and had succumbed to the addiction itself the meantime a good father 
who sets his daughter up for a solid and well-led life to avoid things like drugs and alcohol, etc. They're looked at as weird or somehow different. I just, I'm fascinated that we live in a world where the political left or mainstream, quote-unquote mainstream media would suggest to you that somehow Mike Johnson's activities with his daughter are unseemly or odd or the suggestion is controversial where Joe Biden is looked at as, oh, he's just a fellow that loved his son. Isn't that the excuses that are always made for old Joe? Old sleepy sloppy Joe? Well, you know, with regard to Hunter, he all this guy's guilty of is loving his son. He loved his son all the way to jail, which is where Hunter is set to end up considering some of the criminal charges against him for tax evasion, amongst other things. I'm regularly fascinated. I should not be slack-jawed anymore about it. I'm regularly fascinated with how much the mainstream media gets away with. Is there? Is there, Well, they don't get away with it in as much as people don't watch anymore. For the vast majority of us, we look at this with a level of detached amusement, as if what world do you people live in that good Christian families do not try to impart good Christian values onto their children or their grandchildren and their extended family? What is wrong? What is wrong with that? Indeed. In a moment... The city in Minnesota that did not equate for the temperature when they made decisions about electric vehicles. That and we'll wrap things up. It is Red Eye Radio. I'm in for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. My name is Matt Murphy, and I'm proud to be a part of Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. America, it is Red Eye Radio. Matt Murphy in for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. They're taking some time off to be with family and friends over the holiday season. Much deserved. They'll be back for you in 2024. I am pleased to be with you tonight. I'm pleased to be with you this morning, and I'm pleased to be with you tomorrow as well. So please join us whatever amount of time you're able to give us. We're certainly appreciative of that. Before we go, a couple of stories that you need to know might leave us on a, a slightly lighter note. Lindsey Graham has now said, now, I don't always agree with Lindsey Graham and what he has to say about things, but I think he's more right than wrong. Republican from South Carolina, of course. He has now said that he would introduce legislation, which I think is wholly unnecessary, to withhold federal funding from any city or state government that forces Chick-fil-A to stay open on Sunday. Now, you might be thinking, if you've not heard the story, why is Lindsey Graham so worried about this? What government installation would possibly be considering Forcing Chick-fil-A, an organization that is run by a Christian family, the Kathy family, and they they give a day for individuals to spend with family and friends, religious or otherwise. That's Sunday, a traditional day of rest. What political platform would possibly be trying to get into the business of Chick-fil-A? Well, a bill filed last week in the New York State Assembly is attempting to require some Chick-fil-A locations to operate every weekday 
despite their longstanding policy to keep their restaurants closed on Sunday for religious reasons. Graham said, if this goes forward, this was on X, if the, uh, the X machine, if this goes forward, I will be introducing legislation to withhold federal funding from any city or state that requires Chick-fil-A to open on Sunday. It is ridiculous on its face to suggest that it is a government's responsibility to demand that a business be open any day, Sunday or otherwise. And then we leave you with this. The city of Minnesota wanted to demonstrate its shift toward clean energy in public transportation. And so the city, uh, the Duluth, Minnesota technicians and city officials installed diesel power heaters on electric buses as the city's electric fleet struggled to perform. In other words, they transferred over to a completely electric uh, fleet of city buses. Uh, 550 buses in total in Minnesota. Those vehicles were promised a 150-mile range on a battery charge. Those vehicles did not perform at that level promised by the manufacturers of the vehicles. As a matter of fact, no one seemed to take into account the cold weather with regard to how long those electric batteries would operate. And they're only operating at about half power. The buses in Duluth, Minnesota, struggled to make it up steep hills and struggled to keep riders warm in winter. Technicians installed diesel-powered heaters on the buses in order to keep people warm and increase the battery capacity so they could handle the steep hills and sub-zero temperatures, which degrade performance of electric vehicles. In the Twin Cities, the Transit Department received a $1.7 million federal grant for eight more electric buses, The Twin City buses were supposed to go 150 miles on a single charge, but the actual range was closer to 75 because no one thought to take into account the fact that they were operating for most of their life in temperatures below the normal testing capacity of the electric batteries. In other words, the colder it gets, the shorter lifespan the battery has, but they didn't take that into account when they bought the electric vehicles. I'm not against electric vehicles, but I am against government mandates that force some of these electric vehicles, and you should be too. I so enjoy our time together on Red Eye Radio. Please check me out on social media if you have an opportunity to do so. At Matt Murphy Show, that's at Matt Murphy Show. You can also find out more about my show, regular Monday through Friday show from noon until 3 on 997WTN.com, 997WTN.com. For Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, it's Matt Murphy. This is Red Eye Radio. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Live from the... Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.